This is The Rich Eisen Show. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Has Lamar gotten any offer sheets? Any one coming? I know that's two questions, but... Rich Eisen. What's the latest there? It is a challenging situation to read at present, Rich. The two first-round pick, a fully or nearly fully guaranteed contract. Today's guests... MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred, Bucks linebacker Levante David, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 44204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Levante David of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to be joining us uh, in hour number three. We just had a spirited conversation over the top five quarterbacks in the AFC when... Aaron Rodgers gets traded. Lamar Jackson um, has been tweeting uh, up the storm, up a storm. Uh, in fact, calling himself the storm. What does that mean? I don't know. That he's tearing things up. That he's he's creating havoc. I I don't know. I, I you know said in hour number one if this is true. And again, the league is sending out a memorandum to teams saying don't talk to an uncertified individual named Ken Francis that's knocking on doors for Lamar Jackson and Lamar tweeting out, you know, that he's net, this guy's never negotiated for him. Um, that I guess Lamar is the one doing the negotiating. Uh, I just want everyone to understand, um, you know, that this is a bad look for Lamar. If he is having uh, somebody who's, who doesn't know the league and the league doesn't know at all, call him, call anyone on his behalf. I always thought like he would have somebody call on his behalf. But I always thought it would be somebody that the league might know or, or at least know of, even if they were not certified. And um, I, I just want everyone to know, I'm, I am rooting for Lamar. I want him happy. I want him healthy. I think the Colts should definitely yeah, right. kick the tires on, on him and, and sign him to an offer sheet and at the very least um, give the Ravens uh, something to think about. And if they're sitting there fourth overall, um, and it's Will Levis's pro day today, and they're not sold on Levis because we're all assuming that if the, th- the first three go, it'll be Stroud, Young, in some order, and then um, you've got, uh, on top of it, um, Anthony Richardson, and, and if they're not into whoever would be fourth, guess, guess who's available for the fourth overall pick and your net pick next year? Lamar Jackson. I think the Colts should do that. Kick the tires on him and end this cycle of going, you know, one and dones, uh, unless they love Hendon Hooker so much that they might get him later on in the draft. I, I, I'm rooting for Lamar is what I just kind of wanted to say, just in case, you know, anybody thinks that I'm I'm unfairly criticizing the way that he's going about his business. Eight four four two zero four Rich is the number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. Enjoy the conversation we're about to have. I'm thrilled that uh, he calls into this program as much as he has. He's even been here, right? We've we've had him in studio here, and back in the day when we were part of the Directv world in a studio in in uh, Lower Manhattan, he he joined us there too, and in Washington D.C. and in Washington yeah, D.C. Where I understand you, yes. he offered you swag, and you haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to bother this man's time. He's a busy man. <laughs> He's a busy man. He sits atop the flow chart of Major League Baseball. He's the commissioner of Major League Baseball uh, in the uh, aftermath of a, an incredibly successful World Baseball Classic in advance of opening day coming on April the 1st. He is Rob Manfred back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you today, Commissioner? 
I'm just great, Rich. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. Uh, I got to tell you, what a heck of a World Baseball Classic uh, we just witnessed and what we just saw, and I'm wondering how it sat with you, Commissioner Manfred. Uh, Rich, it, it, it was fantastic from my perspective. Um, you know, obviously the matchup at the end, you know, <laughs> Japan versus U.S., great matchup. Uh, Otani versus Trout, unbelievable. But, you know, there were things early that, that I loved as well. I think, you know, Mike Trout taking a leadership role in terms of getting the very best players to participate on the U.S. team was huge for us. Um, it, you know, some of the teams that, um, you, you know, from countries that you don't ordinarily think of as baseball countries actually winning games in the tournament um all, all great developments from our perspective and the business piece of it i mean we just killed the licensing viewership attendance um all the way around and so what do you say to fans who are wondering why this this happens why does this have to happen and uh, obviously fans of uh, the new york mets and the houston astros with edwin diaz and Jose Altuve getting hurt significantly in these contests uh, might be the, the the loudest voices in the room. What do you say to that those fan bases, Commissioner? Uh, look, the, the WBC is about growing the game internationally, um, and you know if you look at the level of interest that was generated in um, Japan during this event, throughout the event we had nights where you know over forty percent, nearly fifty percent of the homes in Japan are are tuned into the game. That, that that's crucial for us. I mean, you can't, unless you want to be, you know, just a North American kind of um, domestic sport, um, you have to play in this international arena. In terms of the injury issue, you know, I, I, I think it's really important um, to focus on what the players said, to tell you the truth. I mean, after the injuries, they pointed out, look, people get hurt in spring training. You know, I mean, don't, we don't want to see anybody get hurt. Right. But, um, you know, people get hurt in spring training, too. And, and um, I, I think overall, nothing in life is all good. Um, overall, the massive benefits of this event outweigh the problems caused by injuries. And, and uh, the players themselves were talking. I mean, Mookie Betts was saying it's one of the greatest uh, experiences he's ever had on a, on a baseball diamond. Uh, all, all that said, do you think you're going to still need to twist some arms, figuratively, uh, for for the next one, 2026? Do you think? Uh, you you know, know, I oh. I, I actually think um, that the fact that players like Mookie and Mike Trout and Adam Wainwright went out and talked about this as being one of their their um, greatest experiences in baseball, um, that that will entice other players to participate. I also think you're going to see, particularly with respect to the U.S. team, that they're going to be look, looking to load up and win again. <laughs> um, I really do believe that. You know, the, the baseball players pretty competitive, Rich, um, and nobody likes to lose. So um, I, I think the event will continue to grow. I really do. Well, I mean, like I was saying on my show, Commissioner, and I'll just repeat it here, uh, Otani versus Trout was a bring the entire family into the room moment in my household. The entire family was there. We just called yeah. everyone in, like, let's go see this. And we were just on the edge of our seats the entire time. I mean, that that's what it you was. You know, we, we, we actually had gone um, downstairs to get ready to, 
you know, go on the field and, and award medals. And um, I'm standing there, and I'm literally thinking, I can't believe this is actually happening. Uh, you literally, mm. it's like one of those things. You, you could not ask for a better end to the tournament. I've got the commissioner, Rob Manfred, of Major League Baseball here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about the rule changes uh, of Major League Baseball. Uh, which one uh, do you think is going to open up play the most for you? Well, I think the one that is going to have the biggest effect on offense and action in the game is actually the elimination of the shift. Um, I think the one that is going to be the most impactful in terms of making the game more like fans want to see it is the pitch clock. Why do you think that uh, the, the pitch clock will be one that fans want, want to see the most? I think it's pace of game. I, I think the single, you know, our fan research suggests that the single biggest um, issue that fans have with the product that we've put out there in recent years is, you know, long delays, lack of action in the game, um, the length of the game too. Um, and I think the pitch clock um, has shown really well in spring training. Um, you know, I've, ta- I've actually been out, I've talked to, um, met with in-person players on six clubs. Um, you know, the player reaction to the rules um, has been unbelievably positive. I mean, they do have little things around the edges that we're trying to address, but nobody's saying this isn't a good idea. People think the pitch, including the players, think the pitch clock is an improvement in the game. Well, while we're on the subject of the pitch clock, let me tell you a couple uh, concerns that I have about it, and you just let me know uh, if I should not be mm-hmm. or what, what, you're, what you're thinking is. First one about it uh, with the pitch clock that I'm concerned about is a game is going to end on a pitch clock violation that there's going to be an incredible contest that we're seeing play out. It's going to be a rivalry game. It could even be a playoff game. And somebody just loses their place at the moment because they're just locked in. And uh, walk-off pitch clock violation. What What are your thoughts about that, Commissioner? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, we it happened early in spring training. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a possibility. Um, I, I do think that there is enough flexibility um, in the rules, including the capacity of the umpire to rewind the clock, that you know that's something in a, in a really dramatic situation. I think our umpires are really good at managing those kinds of situations. So they have leeway to just start the clock at rewind. a different... Yeah, they can rewind if they want. To. So is there like a hand signal for for that? So I know what it is in football. Yeah. what it would be. Yeah, the, yeah, you'll see them put the finger up and. Twirl it to rewind. Okay, and 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 that 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 uh, takes care of my other concern, which is the Trout Otani battle to end the World Baseball Classic. If there was a pitch clock, every single one of those pitches in that remarkable sequence where the tension built, the drama built, and then the pitch finally came, every single one of them would be a pitch clock violation. Is there a thought maybe to just turn it off? Uh, in a save situation in any game? Is there a possibility of well, something like that? Look, the most important point, Rich, yes. and, and I want to make the big point, and I've said this to the players that I've met with, um, you know, our feet are not in stone um, with respect to the pitch clock. We want to see um, how it, you know, we've seen it in spring. We saw it in the minor league. Yep. We've seen it in spring training. We want to see it in regular season games, particularly in situations that are high leverage. And, you know, I think we will talk about 
um, what should happen in those situations. And I think that um, certainly have the capacity to, to, to make adjustments on the fly um, during the course of the season. But the, the, uh, the, the other rules, obviously, the bases are the size that they're going to be. And yeah. um, and and the shift is going to be what it is. Yeah, the shift's going to be what it is. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think it's and again I want to emphasize this: mm-hmm. the core of the pitch clock is going to be the core of the pitch clock. It's these things around the edges to address unique situations or, or particular situations, maybe is the better word, um, during a game. We'll continue to you know get input from players and talk about those. How much pushback did you get on the shift from say the manager? class and group because every single manager I've had on here I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get rid of this shift you know where where uh, as a fan you watch the game and you see a line drive to right field and it shouldn't nestle into the glove of a third baseman you know it should hit the turf and then of course it hits the the glove of a third baseman who's just perfectly positioned and and all managers have told me is like too bad like that's this is our job is to get outs defensively um, but I, I love it. Uh, I'm just wondering how much pushback you're, you're, you might have gotten from the managers. You know what? I, not a lot, to tell you the truth. Um, I think that, um, you know, most our, our managers are kind of of the mentality, tell me what the rules are, and I'm going to figure out how to give my team the best chance to win within that construct. You know, a lot of the guys managed for years and years where the shift was not that prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, they know how to do it. Um, and I think that people do appreciate, including field managers, that the shifting had a disproportionate impact on certain types of players and a negative impact in terms of the amount of action in the game. Rob Manfred, baseball commissioner, in advance of another playing season, coming up right here on the Rich Eisen Show. A few more minutes left with uh, with Commissioner Manfred. So wh- where do we stand on umpiring and potential uh, automation of it where 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 might that stand right now as we talk well you know we're continuing um to test in the minor league um two versions uh, of the automated system um one version the umpire wears an earpiece and the system calls every pitch um the second version is a essentially a challenge system where the pitcher, catcher, or batter um, can challenge a certain number of times during the game, and, you know, the umpire instantaneously gets the answer, again, through an earpiece. Um, uh, you know, I really – the system is tremendously accurate. Um, it, it really is. Um, unlike uh, the pitch clock, uh, there are, is more potential for – um, consequences that, that we need to really study. Um, you, you know, you think about it, uh, the umpires right now call essentially an oval strike zone. If you look at factually what they call, um, you know, the, the, the automated system calls the rectangle that the rule book sets out. And you got to understand, and we need to understand thoroughly what the impact of that is before we go any further. Yep. Um, the second thing I'd say to you, mm-hmm. you know, we're digesting a large amount of change this year in an institution that um, has not been particularly <laughs> embracing of change. Um, you know, you, you could gotta, say that. You kind of think about that a little bit. Okay. Um, too. 
just in terms of timing, uh, you know, and when do you bite off another issue? (laughs) That's a good way to put it, that there's a lot going on this year. Let's see how it all lands. And then so that that's when you're you'll you'll maybe address this down the road after you see everything that you put in place here. But, Rich, I got to I mean, just I would be less than candid if I didn't say, you know, I have um, a lot of advocates in the game for the automated system. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, And, you know, the system is very good and very accurate. We just need to make sure we understand everything it does. Commissioner Rob Manfred here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, One of the last things I want to bring up with you is the owner of the New York Metropolitan, sir. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and his uh, spending uh, is a way that we, I, 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 I can't recall anything close to what uh, Steve Cohen has put out there. And the luxury tax system, it, it does appear that there's an owner in Major League Baseball that just doesn't particularly care. I mean, I know I'm talking about another man's money here, but there's a nine-figure luxury tax bill, and that's larger than some payrolls uh, of entire teams. And I'm just wondering how that's landing within the ownership group that you might be willing to share with us, Commissioner? Well, look, I I think it's important to start um, from the proposition that, you know, we made an agreement with the MLBPA that puts a certain system in place. Mm -hmm. Um, That system is designed to create certain disincentives to spending at certain levels. Um, But everything that Steve's done, is completely within the rules. He has every right to do what what he's done. I think that um, it does when you know you have somebody who steps out that far. It does highlight an issue that you know we have worked to manage um, over you know the entire time since I started in baseball in 1988, and mm-hmm. that is the disparity in revenues between our markets and the <coughs> consequential disparity in payrolls. You know, we sell competition. Um, we want everybody to be able to compete. And at some point, you know, the level of disparity, um, you know, raises questions about people's ability to compete. So, um, you know, I, I think that those two thoughts kind of bound the issue for me, one side and the other. And, you know, we're going to continue uh, uh, to try to make adjustments to our system as we move forward to make sure that we preserve that perception of competitiveness across our markets. Commissioner, I appreciate the time here uh, on the program. Uh, I, by the way, I love the new spots that you put out um, oh. with what Brian Cranston, Sebastian Maniscalco, um, you know, Tim Anderson, I think I saw with Blake Snell, another one about yeah. the, the new rules. My favorite one is, is Vogelbach thinking of stealing a base now because of how large the bases are and Buck Walter <laughs> saying, don't yeah, he, do it. He, Daniel has some kind of personality yes. that really comes through in the in the spot, and you know they're they're not the whole group of them taken together are probably not your traditional baseball spots, and we great. think that's a good thing. Well, I I, we I I remember about the commercials about the long ball and who used to dig them. I remember that back in the day yeah. from when I was on ESPN, and you know we were thinking of airing some of these spots on this program, but my 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 crew is pushing back saying we don't have the rights. Uh, so I figured. 
I'll ask the commissioner here for express verbal consent. Just air one of yeah, them can, today. Can, can, can I tell you something? <laughs> if you need it in writing, we'll get it for you in writing. You want to show the spots, Rich? We're good. Okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> okay. okay. No, I don't. Look, you will I, not hear a word from us. I promise you that. Okay. okay? <laughs> Sounds good. I just wanted to make sure. Because uh, I, 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 hear, I hear that disclaimer all the time, my entire <laughs> life. I figured, well, I have the commissioner on. I just get the express verbal consent, and, and we're cool. We, we, Okay. You can assume we've taken care of that, okay? Thank you, sir. We'll check that box. All and right. I appreciate the time. Great Thanks, Commissioner. Talk to you, Rich. We'll talk to you again soon. Same okay? to you. That is the Commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right. We have express verbal <laughs> consent. Yes. Now, does this apply only to the commercials, or can we show baseball clips, clips. now the whole season? What, like with John Boy? He, pretty much, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Because he just said he's not going to. No, he said if it's the commercial spots. Oh. Then See, we're good. I heard him say, Rich, you use whatever you want. That's kind of yeah, for the rest of the season. No, that's how I interpret yeah, yeah. it. I don't know if we're going to do that. I, I don't thought, mean to. I thought you said you was well, okay, yeah. Spider. No. Yeah. You want to take advantage of my relationship with the commissioner of Major League Baseball? How dare you? You didn't ask about the swag. It's not, again, I Rich. didn't ask about the swag. No, Mike, I'm sorry. It's not for us. It's for them. I did ask about your your the Metropolitan's owner. Yeah. About Steve Cohen. And his answer's like, you know, I, I mean, he. I don't think he would share that, yeah, other owners are kind of pissed right now. I, I understand. <laughs> There's an owner in Major League Baseball who does not care. <laughs> yeah. That's on them. they got to step their games According up. According to Spot, Sp- is it Spot Track? What is it? Spot Track? Spot Track? Spot Track. Yeah, I think yeah. we all say Spot Track. I don't know. I think <laughs> it's because it's, it's, it's supposed to be sports, right? So it's Spot Track. I would, I would call it Spot, spot Track. Oh, by the way, by the way, yeah, you can go either way. I was I was today years old the first time I heard it was called Verbo and not VRBO back in the day. <laughs> Verbo, yeah. Um, so Verbo. the Mets' current tax bill is one hundred million seventy thousand oh, dollars. What's that? And two hundred forty nine cents. That ain't nothing. He made that today. According to this website, so much. That is more that the Mets payroll tax is more than how many teams is more than you want to guess? I'm going to say at least 17, 12. You want to do prices, right? Rules close without going over. Yeah, it's always. Okay. All right. So you say 12, Mike, you say, you say, Mike, don't just 18, eight, something. 18. Okay. Ooh, you ooh, see 12, 18. And what do you say? My initial bid was 17. So I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Um, the actual retail teams are five. Oh. Oh. I should have done one. Royals, Reds, Pirates, Orioles. The Oakland Athletics' current payroll is $61 million. What a joke. What are they doing? Oh, I I was the opposite. Um, And so the league average average is $175 million of payroll. Wait, really? Yes. Wow. Or $75 million more than the Mets' payroll tax. So if you've got an owner, just I, to what tax? I don't care. I mean, I mean everything goes back to movies and pop culture for me. And I know I'm making a very, very arcane reference here. I don't know if you ever saw the Woody Allen movie, Broadway, Danny Rose. Oh, yeah, I think you ever saw that. There's a scene where they, there are two you know, wise guys arguing with each other about money means nothing to them. Like what? They start ripping up $100 bills. That's what this, that's what this uh, owner of the New York Mets is. Doesn't care. Doesn't care and would have made more, would have gone even more if uh, Carlos Correa's 
physical came back a certain way. Yep. He was ready to throw more on it. Yeah, that was the baseball guards telling us to hold out enough, for Otani. Enough's enough. No, no, that was telling us to hold, hold out, out for Otani. Got yeah. it. Well, I mean, and that's the sense that everybody's watching the World Baseball Classic and saying, you know, when he decides to finally leave the Angels, which is a supposition, it's, you know, the Yankees have a ton of money. The Dodgers have more money than you know what. The Dodgers have reset their luxury tax. Their luxury tax right now is just a mere two million, two point eight million bucks. And apparently that that's what I was told that's the reason why the Padres went all crazy. Right. Their luxury tax bill is 10 million bucks despite going all crazy is give, giving 13 million 13 year contracts out to everybody and you know one's coming for Juan Soto at some point. You think they have a two year window. And the reason why the Padres went for it this year is they know that the Dodgers weren't going to spend like crazy cuz they were resetting their luxury tax. That's the way it was described to me. And then um and then they're, they're, the Dodgers are set for Otani. But it doesn't matter if you've got a guy who just will basically rip off any check that it matters. If anybody could pay him $600 million in, in over 10 years, it's this guy. Or $600 million over eight. What's That's why I wanted to ask him. 18? And his, of course he's not going to sit there and say, you know, owners are pissed. But he did say everything that he's doing is by the book. Yeah, real-time net worth of Steve Cohen, 17.5. There you go. <laughs> million dollars. What's 100 million to Cousin That's Stevie? You know yeah, what I'm saying? And in an, in an unrelated, that in the jacket pocket. In an unrelated story, Bobby Axelrod's character is coming back to billions. <laughs> Let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. And in our, I'll just say for the radio audience, in our Roku channel only segment, oh. the Daniel Vogelbach commercial, we now have hey. expressive oh. verbal consent to run. <laughs> Right next, next clip all year. Let's go. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Let's go to our phone lines. Terzo in Iowa. All rise. All rise. Terzo in Iowa, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Terzo? I'm doing well, guys. I'm doing well. Hey, Rich, this this story with Lamar, man, is just kind of kind of make me shake my head and you know, I'm I'm all good for anybody going out and trying to do something on their own with without any help. But the thing is, without having an agent and asking for that help, you're asking some random guy to go and do this, and it's just it just puts such a bad taste in my mouth that it's like his, you're throwing your great brand just away for for something like this. I just think that having that agent there, hell, I'd go I'd go take the test and, and register to do it for free for him, just so then you could have a little credibility there. I, I hear you, Terzo. And, and again, I, I, I kind of went all in on this subject matter in, in the first hour. And, and look, we, we just saw a, um, I just saw the, the film Air, which is terrific. We're going to be all over that movie over the next week um, in terms of helping promote it and having some, some folks in studio and Zooming. And it, it really is a terrific film. And, and in it, basically, uh, Michael Jordan's mom negotiates the shoe deal that Jordan got from Nike. And we have Sonny Vaccaro coming in studio, and I, I can't wait to ask him about, you know, how it, you know, word for word went down. But it's, it's a great story. And appreciate the call, Terzo. It's a great story. And if Lamar's mom and Lamar can figure this thing out on their own and make him one of the top paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Fantastic. Let's make a movie about that one day too. I think it's great. It's wonderful. And there's a reason why though, the NFL management council sent out a memorandum to everybody to say, you can't talk to an uncertified individual who is Lamar's, I, I guess, friend and and business partner in in a fitness equipment uh company and i i hope lamar makes a ton of cash and so does his friend ken francis in this company but the way things have have played out for lamar is there's now a commemorandum that's gone out that makes it seem like lamar doesn't know what the hell's going on or doing that's a problem for him Certainly it's branding when you're branding within your own league here. That's a problem for him because when you go to another team and you knock on another team's door and you ask them for an offer sheet for your services to say, I'm willing to play for you, whether it's you doing it or your mom doing it or a representative of yours doing it, certified or uncertified, when you knock on that door, you're knocking on a door of somebody who needs to, because you got the transition tag or the non-exclusive tag, now 
has to change their plans, has to change their concept of what they're going to do at the quarterback position, has to forfeit two first-round picks, has to go to the legal department to say, let's draw up an offer sheet, has to go to the ultimate man or woman in charge and say, you need to scratch me a check for fill in the blank. You got to assume it's for more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray took, 180-something million bucks. Got to assume that. 200 million, whatever. That person needs to have the firmness of their conviction and put their own jobs on the line and go back to their own livelihoods and their own households and say, I have made a, 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 a new play at work. Well, what'd you do? Well, I convinced, you know, my boss to scratch a check for $200 million over a span of four or five years. And also, I don't, you know, I, I've got to sit in the, the draft room this year and, and next year when everybody's on the clock and the owner's in the back of the room uh, say, yeah, we don't have a pick here because it's for the, the guy that I just uh, acquired. Oh, really? Who is it? Lamar Jackson. Oh, great. Terrific. I think we got a, you know, we got a winner. Yeah. Okay. This is what you have to convince that individual to endeavor. And if it's somebody they've never heard of, if this is what's happening, that's bad news for Lamar. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kathy in Philadelphia. Look how her name has been spelled. C-A-T-H-I. Changed it. Yes, indeed. How you doing, Kathy? I had no idea you were a C-A-T-H-I until I saw your bracket in the Rich Eisen Show March Madness pool. I, I am, and as I'm sure TJ can attest, the struggle to find your name on a souvenir license plate is real. <laughs> Never have found one. Mm-hmm. Never. Like, I'm, I'm 40 rich, and I haven't given up hope, but it's not looking good. Okay. What's on your mind, Kathy? By the way, you're, you're, you're in the mix here. You're in the I, mix. I know. Well, last week, for the, the first half of the 32, I had actually gone all the way up to three. So I, w- I was eyeing the mug. Okay. I was eyeing the Rich Eisen Show mug. But unfortunately, I went with Marquette as the overall winner. So I don't like my chances. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, but I will say that this tournament did teach me something, Rich. What is I mean, that? And I, it's a lesson that I really appreciate. And I think I can carry over um, for future calls to the Rich Eisen Show. Um, in solidarity with your Wolverines not making the tournament, I decided to not choose that other Michigan school, mm. um, which did not serve me well. <laughs> so the, the lesson that I learned was to not stand in solidarity with Rich Eisen um, <laughs> moving, moving forward. And I, I think it's better for everyone. I, well, I, I like my, I like my, my outlook. Um, and I think it's going to work. Well, Kathy, once again, uh, you're on brand, which is to bring it, <laughs> bring some energy to this program. She with brings a, the ruckus. While, while, while showing me the back of your hand um, <laughs> attached to a body whose name I know how to spell now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and had you known, though, that I was actually rooting for Michigan State to go deep in this tournament, despite the spite that I normally have, maybe your bracket would have been a little bit better. That that's fair. I needed that's to make fair. I needed to make my intentions better known. That's a my that's bad. Fair. That's a that's an MP, <laughs> not a YP. Okay. And, and Kathy, I promise you, you will find five Kathy keychains before you find one that says Temujin on it. That, I that's promise fair, you that. Like like I, I've seen Kathy with a Y, C A T H Y, never with an I. Very good. Thanks for the call, Kathy. Greatly Thanks, appreciate. Guys. Always great to hear from uh, one of our favorites, Kathy in Philadelphia. You're on the show.
Uh, all right, let's take a break. There's lots I want to talk about. Will Levis has shown up at his pro day with the uh, aforementioned cannons. <laughs> and um, I, cannon. I want to show it off. And uh, also, uh, before Levante David joins us, top of hour number three, I want to revisit this whole concept of more stolen bases because the bases are bigger. Because you, sir, shot me with a little side eye while I was talking to the yeah, top of the flow chart of Major League Baseball. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. On yeah. That. Okay. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. We'll hit that when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial on the program. So we played the uh, commercial uh, about 20 minutes ago that we got the express verbal consent from Rob Manfred himself at the end of his interview here on yeah. this program to show Daniel Vogelbach in that commercial with Buck Showalter to highlight the fact that there's going to be more stolen bases this year that a fire hydrant, human fire hydrant like Daniel Vogelbach <laughs> would even think of stealing this year because the bases are so big. Yeah. and. There they are. You can see it on the screen right here. I'll describe to the radio audience. The old base is on the left. The new base looks like there's a pizza inside of it. And Maybe. on the right side of the screen, in the, in the bottom part of the screen there. And so um, the idea is, how many, how many bang-bang plays? We just saw the World Baseball Classic, that bang-bang play with Otani that went to replay. Otani would absolutely be safe with a bigger base. Absolutely be safe with a bigger base. Mookie Betts play too. The Mookie yeah. Betts play yep. would well, they were both ruled out and then overturned on. Well, Betts was ruled out and then ruled safe. Right. And then Otani was ruled safe and then was he ruled out or was too damn close to call? It was that was so, like a true. Tie. Right. They couldn't yeah. overturn it. Yeah. So uh, reason why I bring this up is I think there's going to be more stolen bases. I love. By the way, I love the fact that the shift is gone. There's another great commercial when Tim Anderson, uh, the uh, the hat blows off of Blake Snell's head and it lands on the right side of second base and Anderson's at his shortstop position and refuses to retrieve it for Blake Snell because the new rule is that you can't go (laughs) on that side of second base. It's a funny spot. That's mad. And so I cannot wait because this World Baseball Classic was was they had the shift. Yeah, and it was bad. It wasn't bad. There was a lot of scoring. I don't like the shift. Well, I'm just talking about the final game. I I, I I love, as you know, I've been railing against the shift, and I understand Ted Williams had a shift against him and that the shift has been around since old Ross Hadburn or whatever, old Hoss Radburn, whatever you want to call him. And I understand I'm botching it. Uh, I, I can't wait till that opens up. You're going to get more people on base. The pitch clock's going to move things along, and you're going to get more people on base. And I do believe there's going to be more stolen bases. More people are going to get on base because of those bang-bang plays are going to be safe as opposed to out. 
and then more people are going to be safe when trying to steal second base or even third than, than before. Could you imagine Ricky Henderson if there was a bigger base for him? He might have had 200 stolen bases. But you're talking about just like two inches on either side. So how, what percentage more steals do you think how many steals were, be? How many steals were there last year? Do you want to guess? No, I, I wouldn't even know to guess. Go Almost 2,500. Okay. So there's 2,486. 2,486. So even if you're talking about 10%, 10% more, so 200, that's 2,700 steals. 10, 20, so 10% more would be another 250 steals. Let's round up. Right. I'll take it. That's a large, that's a large that's number. That's a large number. I will take it. I will take it. Well, you know, Vogelbach's getting five. I already said that. So you're so. going to take Okay. I'll take it. I just don't see we're going to see. Mu- I don't think we're going to see much change in terms of steals. Will there be more base hits? Will there be more runs scored? A lot more action? I do believe so. Yes, but stolen bases just seems like I just don't think that's a. It's still factor. it's still a philosophy issue, and it's still a personnel issue, and it's still a philosophy. It's just not issue. how today's game is played. Like eighties, nineties, it was a much Sit more. Back, don't get stole, Don't don't get caught stealing because someone's about to hit a home run. Right, that's today's game. Right. Yep. So I just don't think that the mindset is going to. I still think that we're going to see more. a shift. I still think that, that I, I I know I might be wrong here. I still think it's going to be more. But could you imagine more balls in the gap? Well, that's going to happen. More we're going to see more guys scoring <sighs> from first base on a double. Like I just think we're going to see more of that. And then, you know, we're not going to have two. Every game's not going to be two and a half hours, let's be honest. We get more runs scored, longer innings. You're still going to get three-hour games. But as long as we're seeing more action, more hits, less strikeouts. There were 40,000 strikeouts in Major League Baseball last year. That is it's too many. I know that it's too many, and that's why you need to see you need to see fewer of them. You know, no doubt about that. But I mean, I, I, I and and the interesting thing too is, you know, you take a look at um, how fast things may go. Right, you're taking a look how fast things may actually go. But I, you might see strikeouts come faster too. Well, wasn't it we saw, what, a 20-second at-bat that resulted in a strike? Didn't Max Scherzer strike a guy out in 20 seconds or something in the spring? So, <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Yeah. become pretty damn fast. <laughs> you know, me personally, here's what I'm looking forward to for the three of you. On Monday, June the 19th, we come in here after the Red Sox and Yankees play, and we get to actually show clips based to the expressive verbal <laughs> no, consent you keep saying that, that. The, the, the commissioner gave us, and that's going to be great. Wandy Peralta, actually, of the Yankees, had a strikeout in about 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So, he got I the mean, ball back, and he, and, he, and, he, and he threw it fast. Like, boom, boom, boom. See ya. But did it sound like the commissioner said they're going to, the, the home plate umpire could just by discretion, yeah. keep the, the, the play clock wound? And what happens if that happens in the ninth inning? Because my concern is, again, that confrontations, pitcher-batter confrontations like Otani versus Trout mm-hmm. at the end of a crucial game are going to be pitch-clocked out of existence because it's got to go fast. And that a player needs – like you could see, like Trout's – used to taking his time to focus right. and Otani was used to taking his time to, I mean, it was Otani's first closing situation since 2016 or first save since 2016 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. when he was in the Japanese leagues. Even he was just taking his sweet ass time getting back <laughs> to the mound. And I didn't think a second of it until CJ Nitkowski tweeted out the next yeah. day to say, Hey, either. every pitch of that sequence was a pitch clock violation. Did it sound like that Rob Manfred is like, look, we're not setting stone here. The umpire has the ability to just reset the clock. 
I mean, is I, that the way they're going to work ninth innings? Because I, I would that's appreciate true. it. I hope I think that's everybody true. Everybody would appreciate it. Especially that. in big games. I think one of the proposals, because there was an article in The Athletic talking about how they were going to make a bunch of tweaks to some of this stuff. And yeah. one of the proposals was like, look, if the game's a blowout, then yeah, let's keep the, keep the pitch clock going. Yes. But, but if it's a 3 1 game in the ninth, then let's maybe just kind of ignore that for certainly, a second. Certainly if we get to the ninth inning in an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, we've yeah, saved so much time. Like, where are we going? We've already, we're already ahead of pace. Yeah. We, can, we can afford to lose pace. Yeah. Although, you know, don't you want a, a, a game officiated or umpired in the same way in the ninth inning as you do for the first eight innings? In theory. Not the way, isn't, that, isn't that the way you want it? In theory, but yeah. it's not like that at I mean, all you don't sports. want the whistle swallowed. No. Well, baseball Do being you? the king of unwritten rules, I think we all just kind of hope that I don't know unwritten rules states that no umpire is going to call this. I just fraction want, in the I night, just, or just make it easy because you know if this is the way it's going to go, well, we'll just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Then you know, one game where wait a minute, I got pitch clocked out of the uh, uh, you know out of the batter's box, you know, right. in the second out of a ninth inning of a close game. Same night as some other umpires, like let's uh, let's build the drama here. Like Joe, like, I know he retired, but how would Joe West? Handle well, Joe all West that? had a strike count violation because he took his sweet ass time to actually <laughs> lift his arm. <laughs> you know, can we put a clock? Yeah, <laughs> one strike. <laughs> You know, unintended consequence of all this, guys, is the, the shorter games. Is you know, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, they cut off beer sales in the seventh inning. Yeah. Like, what if the seventh inning is like ninety minutes into the game, and suddenly you only get an hour and a half? I don't know. Well, then drink some beers and I guess get go someplace what afterwards. Like, what are we doing? Get a peanut, a couple bags of peanuts. Unintended consequence. Well, which is lower well, beer sales at games. Just buy two at a time. Get Manfred back on the phone. This is important. Swag and beers. Yeah, we, we definitely have to ask about Mike's free gear. Swag and beers. I'm with Brockman. Just saying. I thought about that. I don't know. I mean, I went to the – when I took Cooper to the Clipper-Knicks um, game a couple weeks ago, and I was online, he wanted one of those pretzels. Oh. Oh, big jumbo pretzels. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Oh, one no. of those – whichever ones uh, with the, the where they – Oh, they dip bake it in all kinds of stuff. Oh. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Oh, Wentzel's, Wentzel's pretzel? Are you one of those? I think that's what I was saying. That's what the guy did. That's what the guy did. Well, whatever. You, they're, oh. you, they're, you know, that's uh, Auntie Anne's cook. Uh, oh. That's what calls calls my name in airports. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. seriously. It's a smell. Oh, you could smell it. Cinnabon it's the that. butter. It's the butter. Yeah, it's Cinnabon anyway, and them. I was online mm-hmm. for that. And I know that's the New York phrase. Some people say they stand in line. We're in line. Anyway, I was waiting. And in the middle of my wait, somebody somebody from Crypto.com walked up and said beer sales are over because it went from the third to the fourth quarter. Why are you in line? And I think think they basically said, that's it. Or anybody that comes on after after after. it's over and they had to notice like i they should you know what they should have is like a uh, a rope yeah i got one right? they can use or or they could have <laughs> you know like when you when you when you're separating your items in the uh, checkout line oh, yeah, oh, little, yeah one of those things <laughs> little thing. yeah, yeah, like i don't need this cashier to think i'm buying your arugula sir so <laughs> i know that's not an issue that you would have mike uh, where people would think that you're buying arugula i would think no lifestyle change so, 
What are those things called? Broccoli. Is there a, a, a technical name? Is it just the, the divider? The divider. I don't know. Give me the bar. Yeah, you know what? I'll ask if I go to the store today. I mean, I used There's to have when I when I was a checkout when I was a checkout guy at Wallbounds and Pathmark to try and pay for the prom back in the day on Staten Island. You By the way, double limousine? coupon days nearly put me in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> now they don't even do that. You enter your phone number and all the coupons yeah, automatically. Oh, By the way, and I had no idea what, what, what oh. I, the difference between a gala apple or oh, the apples. Uh, uh, I was produce. Any of the, oh, I had no idea. I could have schooled oh, you. I had so many Staten Island. Delicious. Go, what, do you mean? what do you mean you don't know what a red apple is? Green. It's red. It's an red. apple. <laughs> Ring it up. <laughs> you got to look those little stickers that so they anyway. throw off. Yeah, the we used to have, we used to, they used to give me just like a wooden, wooden round stick right there. Oh, it wasn't like plastic. And you were in control of it. Yeah. Oh, oh. I didn't. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't Yeah. I was like, well, I don't even remember. And then, and you'd, you'd pass they it along. You'd pass it along and pass it down. I couldn't work a register, Rich. You know, they weren't putting me in here. So. Yeah, Del Tumo couldn't work a register because he talked to everybody. They, yeah, I could never out. Then the line would be packed up. I was my conversation. pineapples and selling pineapples. We had a pineapple thing that would skew like a pineapple a, thing, but whatever. Oh, yeah, you told the us pineapple. about that. Yeah, the, the line would never end. No. What's more likely? Coming up in hour number three, Levante David as well, and we'll talk about Will Levis's pro day in a moment. Still here. Did you guys ever work at a cashier anywhere? I did not. Did you ever work as a cashier anywhere? I know you, you were putting you were putting on. Um, Jordan ones on uh, on people's feet. <laughs> I mean, the only time I was ever a cashier was at Foot Locker when Did I was. Did you ever sell the the you know Air Air Jordans to somebody? Of course. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was, is I that where you the... finally found your love for shoes? Is that where you finally? Is that where you were? Now, my love for the Jordan started in back in with the Jordan Three, which was Jordan Spike 3. Lee as Mars Blackman and Money. It's got to be the shoes. Okay. That whole era. That's when I really. So that's why Jordan Threes, as Brockman will tell you, are my favorites. I probably have about. 15 to 20 pairs. So of those. here's what we're going to do. Because the reason why TJ's shot is as wide as it is yeah. on the Rich Eisen show is he'd like to keep showing off his kicks in hope of getting a, getting a deal out of it. Which happened. Okay. So kind of. again, right now we have yeah, planned yeah. for, um, you know, our big dance special that we're mm-hmm. going to have here on the Roku channel at some point in the next week or two. Sonny Vaccaro is coming in. Can we just flat out ask him to get you a oh, shoe deal? Up. I mean, well, doesn't Sonny work with TJ Adidas ones? now? Huh? I think he works with Adidas now, doesn't oh, he? Oh, does he really? I don't think he's with Nike Oh, he's anymore. gone? He's not with Nike anymore? I yeah. could be wrong. I've been away a long time. Yeah. He's bounced around a bunch. You don't sell you don't He don't shine Nikes anymore. no more. No, I don't sell Nikes. Okay. <laughs> but it, it, so you don't want that anymore? You never hurts to ask, though, of course. You wouldn't want them? I mean, yeah, sure. Oh, my gosh. If we can make it happen. We'll have your mom negotiate the deal. 